welcome to The Travel Coach, Moving Body, Mind and Spirit. My guest today is the founder of Open Eyes, an international awarded tour operator for responsible tourism in India. She's also a member of the research committee of the Transformational Travel Council and co-founder of the Region Lab for Travel, supporting tourism companies and individuals to move towards a new era where human beings feel nature. Anna Alaman, welcome to The Travel Coach. Hi, Sonia. Nice to, nice to be here. Thank you so much. You are so welcome, Anna. I'm so impressed about your CV. I didn't even read everything because there's lots to go through. I know you are also an educator in Barcelona. Hopefully, we have time to go all through this. But I would like to start, if that's okay, if you can share with us what's your relationship with travel growing up? What memories do you have of this phase of your life? Right. So I think that uh, traveling, I just start traveling more for business. I remember that you start very young, like working in a professional career, like traveling in Asia and with 21 years old. So I remember with that age, just traveling and understanding what was the meaning of interacting with other cultures, even where it was only for business purpose. There was always an interaction. It was always and understanding what the other culture, you know, different differentiation between us. Um, so mainly Asia, Chinese market. So I remember that for seven years, I used to go to China twice a year, spend three months there and come back to Europe. So that for me, I started to really, wow, I love traveling. It's really opening up my mind. And I couldn't find another way to really, not to follow my way in while traveling, yes. Yeah? So after seven years, um, I stopped um, my 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 business career, my background as a import export and in marketing companies, and and then I decided to keep traveling. <laughs> so because I couldn't find another way that I it was so connected to me in terms of self development, you know, I really found the way that it could accelerate my myself in a way to to understand life in an, in another way that I was I was living in south of Spain at that time so I left my 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 job and then I was traveling for three years um, I moved to Europe and then I went to Latin America I went to Morocco I went to Turkey I went to I was traveling for three years and working in different in different places until um, again, I, I went to Barcelona. I started working um, in the same path I was doing, and then is when I, I discovered the concept of social enterprise. Yeah, and then everything changed. Okay, okay, wow, there is lots of here going on. Let's go for faces. So, as I understand, so growing up, you were traveling, but you were in your adult age. I understand, right? So, it was like for working business purpose was mostly when you were already an adult, when you had these experiences that you are saying about opening your mind and, and uh, open to different cultures and seeing the power of travel. Is that correct? Yes. From 21, I think from 2021, when I started really working until 26, 27, and then until 29, we can say, yeah, that I was those eight, nine, really working for work and also designing myself to really, yeah, work okay. on my own. Okay. And you were saying that, Asia mainly, and specifically, I'm interested in the first time you visited India. What was your first impression of this country and, and how did you feel there? 
So it was with an import and export company. I, I was uh, 21 years old. So for me, I, and it was totally different than it is right now. Yeah, I think that 20 years, it has passed more or less. And I remember the first time I went to Delhi and we had all these suppliers. And I remember arriving to India and I say, I could never live in this country. That was on my, on my mind. I could never live in this country. I was so overwhelmed because it was so different. I was 21 still, you know, so it, it was, and India has changed also a lot. And, and I remember going to Taj Mahal, even that one day they allowed us to go and, and do some tourism. I, we went to Agra, we went to see Taj Mahal and everything was a kind of a rural area. area. Right now there are hotels and everything that is a path. And, and before it was all sand, a rural, completely like a village. Um, and definitely it has a completely, I still remember that image that, wow, there is so much to do in this country. But at the same time, I cannot live here. Yeah. So that was my main feeling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you were also very young, as, as you said, early 20s and India was so different by then. So you were back to work, to your work, and you said, you had to take a break of the of work. What happened? It was not just yeah. the work of your life. Do you realize you wanted to do something more? How this happened? So I think that going to traveling and like mixing up with different cultures made me realize a lot of ethical questions and reflections about how business was doing. You know, import and export. You know, we're traveling and going to those countries and then developing products and then buying and then selling in Europe. For me, it was a point of really reflecting how business were meant to be, yeah? And how we didn't, sometimes business, you don't see what is in the other side of the value chain of services, you know? We used to, you know, you have all the product which is finished here, but you don't know how it has been developed, how it has been produced. So for me, I was seeing that, that side for six years, and I was start questioning myself a lot of things. A lot, a lot of things. And I remember that to say, you know what? I'm really still too young. I really want to discover life in a different way. I really need to have a break. And yeah, and that's what, what's the main reason. Okay. And you knew, what was your um, goal or the outcome you expected from traveling? Was just a break, having fun? Or you expected to have some answers? What you expected from, from your trips or this break that you decided to travel? I wanted to discover a, new, a different way of, of living, yeah? Because I, I, I could understand that there are different ways. There are, the worldview of every person is different. So, and it depends on your worldview that you will take actions in that way and your actions will reflect your life. So I could understand at that point that my life was not only in South of Spain, it was, I could, my mindset was growing, was really getting like with different perspective and I wanted to discover more. I, I had the feeling that life is not all it is. It's really, really, really big and I want to discover that. So that was the main, the main, I didn't have, I had no idea what would happen. I just wanted to have that adventure. Also it was a meaning of feeling of adventure. And also a feeling to really grow my mindset as well. Okay. So tell me what happened after these three breaks, uh, three years break that you had to discover a new concept you were saying, yeah? So after these three years break, give me a really understanding that 
different ways of traveling. I used to travel like the type of business. And these three years, I was traveling really close to different cultures, more alternative way, um, more slow down way, um, more with less impact. So uh, negative impact in the destination. So I think that I discovered two different mindsets, two different ways of traveling. Um, yes, and then I, after these three years, when I decided, okay, I really want to to redesign my professional career. And it's when I went back to Barcelona, I started working for a company, but I was not happy. But again, I was I, I discovered the concept of social enterprises, and that completely changed my 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 view of how companies could could be created social enterprises so did you were were you searching for it or this arrived to your hands how this happened so that arrived through a book i read a book and then that book led me to an author and that author one day in a library i found that name of the author and the book came and then i saw the social enterprises a new way of of changing you know the way of business and and um and that changed completely, completely changed my my life because I I read the book and I start you know uh, buying books from the United States because in Spain we couldn't find those books so I could you know buy books from from the United States and and then I start for a year understanding what a social enterprise means you know like companies with a purpose there are companies who really want to solve um, an impact. I reduce and make an impact in the world positively. And then they create a business model. So I always say it's between it's an hybrid between an NGO and a for-profit company. And in the middle, there are the social business. Wow. So it was so new that you didn't even find books in Spain, you said. You had to buy in the US. And it took you one yes. year to understand what actually is. So yes. how did you knew it was for you and what people were telling you about that? Well, I knew that it was for me because I really always liked the, I mean, I really believe that companies has a, a power to change, to change the mindset and to change industries and to change consumer behaviors and to change, you know, the way how products and services are done rather than an NGO, which are not in the market yet. So I really believe in the concept of the power of businesses in the world, but I couldn't understand and I was not agreeing the purpose why business were, were, were implemented. Yeah? So the social enterprise, when I understood the concept of, of course, there is a problem in the planet and the company comes to solve it and make money just to solve it. And that is, you know, the purpose of the company. It's like every person will have a, a purpose in the planet. Yeah? So companies are the same. Um, so for me, was 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 fascinating. So I was a year trying to, in an incubator, and on my own, create a, a business model for a social enterprise. And of course, when I had to decide, okay, what I'm going to do in a social enterprise, I decide tourism, travel. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything which was not related to travel. And then I thought, yes, let's organize trips, but really with a purpose, with a meaning. Um, I remember that year. Even mentors, they were not understanding what was social enterprises. And I remember that even in Barcelona, I was for a year and I, when I, I, I put the, my, my business model, my social business model with my mentor, my mentor, uh, I remember very well, she, he, he, he did like this in my, in my, my business model and say, Anna, this is, this is made with your heart. It won't give you money. Just really focus what you have experienced 
and that will be will give you you know like the proper sustainability and I listened to him but I didn't I didn't really um I I I took my way, you know. I really I really took my way to say, okay, I listen what you say, but I really want to make. I really want to try it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, we are talking about the, the year maybe twenty ten was that? I I used to it was twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, 2010. exactly. I was yeah. So even the mentors and and the people who were advising you were advising you just forget about that. But even though you went and you you knew it so so deep in your heart, right? That this was the thing that you were looking for. Yeah. And this is yes. how Open Eyes was born? This is how Open Eyes started. So um, I decided in that moment, like, okay, and I think I really need to make a, a bigger step here now. And, and then is when I quit the job. It wasn't a crisis. We, we were suffering a, a financial crisis in Spain at that time. Mm -hmm. And I remember to also take that decision. And then I moved to India. And I moved to India with the intention after 10 years. So it's not that I, I after 10 years, I moved again to India with really, but now the focus was different. I went to implement a social enterprise in tourism. Okay, so 10 years after you yeah. went to India for the first time and you told, told yourself, I will never live here. Then you yes. to India. How this happened? Why India? There are so many countries, right? So why? What was about India? So it was difficult. I mean, it took me it took me like a year to really decide really why India as well. But it was an intuition, Sonia. It was not rational. It was not something that you really there is a rationality behind that you have contacts there. You have someone who can help you from the beginning. You, you know very well India in order to really take that decision or you know how to make, how to organize trips in India. There was not that rational aspect to really take that decision. It was more about an intuition and a second step of, I want to try it. At least I want to try it. I want to try it. And that was my main motivation. And then I think that intuition came from the impact that I had 10 years before. You know, that it was so strong, that impact that I had when I was the first time that, um, yeah, I wanted to see what happened. Just following intuition. And you were there in India starting yes. this project, this beautiful project. How was, Anna, the transformation that you experienced? Well, I don't know if asking you from the 20 years old Anna to this point or from this point to now, or in general, right? But how did you feel your transformation after all this period of time? What's the difference between the well, that started a, and now? Well, there is a huge difference and mainly the way of how you connect with yourself in order to take decisions. Now, before, maybe it was more uh, insecure. Um, I was always trying to have approval from, from the exterior, from parents, from friends, you know, from mentors. <clears throat> now, um, you follow more your your path, you are more aligned. I think that when you are taking those big decisions who are not that rational, who are, you really depend on yourself, you take co-responsibility in order to really make that happen. Um, definitely, I mean, also my lifestyle has changed, my values, my priorities, um, everything has changed. My, my friendships, my, my personal even relationship, what I'm looking for right now, 
my my balance, my lifestyle has totally changed as well. Um, yeah, and even professionally, that I never thought that I could be teaching an educator, being in a class with a student. I never thought that I could be doing that, and and now that it has given me the opportunity to really. Um, share what I have been learning as a practitioner and as an academic to share to others that want to really start their social enterprises in tourism. It's beautiful. So, and you think the main responsible of this confidence, uh, this woman that we have here in front today, is the business owner, the business woman who's doing all this, is the responsible? Um, what do you mean? What do you mean, Sonia, about the... If, uh, if uh, the responsible of your confidence is for the decisions you take business-wise? Um, I think it, it goes along with many years and taking a lot of decisions. Yeah, I think that taking decisions and being responsible of whatever has happened and take more decisions and take responsibility of whatever it happens with that, those decisions are affecting. I think that it creates really grow your confidence. Um, in the future for even now with all this resilience, you know, what, what's happened, that, that definitely helps to, to grow and build resilience. Yeah, it's a path of personal development as well. Yeah. That's amazing. So, and travel has changed a lot as well, right? Since you started and now, and especially in the last months. Um, and I know you, you are part of, uh, we said earlier, in the travel uh, Transformational Travel Council and you're working Yes. with uh, responsible travel, sustainability. Tell us, how do you see, from this uh, point of view, how do you see the future of travel, especially now after COVID? So I have to say that we have been for 10 years working as a tour operator in sustainable tourism in India. Yeah? So we were really main, trying to be very ethical with our, our value chains, like animals' rights, you know, plastic, gender equality, you know, like all those aspects. For example, having a, a woman driver, a taxi driver in our tour, woman guides, or not really promoting elephant rights in our in our tour since eight years ago. We were the first tour operators as well in India, yeah? So I think that um, working with communities, uh, I think that that aspect is what... Um, Sorry, I forgot I wanted to say, but now you know you have this together sometimes. <laughs> there are so many things you have to touch. So start with one and we will carry on from there. <laughs> About the future okay. of the sustainability, um, the future of time yes. in general. Exactly. Yeah, thank you, Sonia, for um, again connecting me again. So I remember that the, four, the, five, the five first years were really difficult, you know, because still the travelers, they couldn't understand very well. But what is this? What is this type of traveling? Yeah, like it's organized. You have to pay for service. It's like buying a T-shirt or buying an organic T-shirt. So we were designing organic trips. So um, people couldn't understand very well. But the last four or five years, we have seen a growth of the conscious consumer, the conscious traveler, I can say. The traveler who really is looking for a trip, which is more than also the logistics of hotel and transport and that's it. They look for really those um, experiences and they look for those organizations who really care about what they do. They have a purpose, they have really a contribution. And because that, that definitely is, is part of the designing the trip. So we really care about all these, all these aspects for 15 days, for 10 days, for seven days, even for two hours yeah, of an experience. 
Um, I have seen the growth of the consumer who is looking more for these experiences. So sustainability is becoming really, um, I believe, and I hope now, now after the COVID is also becoming uh, an aspect where people have become more conscious, yeah? So maybe how they want to spend the money. I mean, if I have to go to a country, I want to spend more mo my money. I want to invest my money. I want to put my money in organizations or in people who is also aligned of, or trying to damage less the planet, yeah, in the destination. And then that trip will be much more meaningful for me. It's completely, it's, it's all systemic. We are, it's all connected. Mm. So, if anybody that who is listening and is wondering, yeah, I want to be, uh, I want to do more sustainable travel in the future. What's the first thing? Uh, what, and they have no clue, right? What what would be the, the steps or the tips or what they should do to make sure this is happening? Um, okay, from from the traveler point of view or from the tour operator point of view, which one do you? From the do? traveler, the person who wants to travel. But uh, yeah, there are things okay. they have no control, so I don't know how they can make ensure that this actually happens and it's good for the people, the community, the planet. So first of all, I think they have, they have to ask a lot of questions. They have not to believe whatever a, a website says. I think that's also very important. They should really ask questions. Um, for example, how many women guys? How many women do you have in your company? How, how many women guys do you have in your in your experiences? Ask those questions. How many um, are you really home? The drivers are really. Uh, what is the working conditions for the drivers? Are we going to stay in a community? How is the money? How is the, the my money that is it is paying in this trip? How is contributing to those communities? Mm. Ask those questions as well. What I'm going to take out of it? You know, those questions are challenging for the tour operators for those companies and those who are really doing the job. It will be easy and. They will be fun for us. We are waiting for those questions. So we have had a lot of questions like this in the last few years, and we were so happy to see, look, this is what we're looking for. Really, those who say, okay, are we going to go to an elephant ride? Because I don't want to go to an elephant ride. When did you stop this elephant ride? Oh, we stopped them years ago. Okay, perfect. We want to go with you. This is an example, yeah, mm -hmm. for example. And now I see that even it will be deeper. I mean, sustainability also has an evolution in terms of, we really need to go deeper and be more connected with nature, feel nature. That is the aspect that we should really go now in this transition after, after COVID. We really need to find experiences that help us to feel, feel nature, feel connected with nature. I love that. I, I, I had this question for you, of course. Tell us more about feeling nature, how human beings feel nature. Is this about spending more time in just walking nature? What is the concept about? So it can be also in, a, in, a, in Delhi, in a, in a city with 25 million people. Like feeling nature is, is, is feeling, um, first of all, the natural resources that there are even in a city. How we hope, for example, a river has been part of that city for so many years and how has been contributing, you know, for that city, the communities, the growth, the flourish, the economy of that particular, the ecosystems of that particular system, the, that particular city. How the person is also connected with that natural resource. It can be a tree, it can be a forest, it can be a river, it can be even an, um, permaculture small urban spot in a, in a neighborhood or even you, if you are in a natural park you know 
making those reflections and those conversations how also nature is connected with, with the person. Or even if you are going to Latin America, um, ancestral traditions, ancestral communities, they are much more connected. So if we open up those conversations and we understand better what they have been doing so far, we really um, open up also our minds and we can, when we come back to our homes, then we, we are more aware of our natural resources instead of exploiting them how we can use them in a, in a way which is more um, regenerative. Wow, that's so powerful what you just said, right? Because there is nature everywhere around us and everywhere. we take it for granted so much. So we go to cities, as you said, we see a river, we, we don't even you know, notice that thing. So being conscious of that and appreciate that and yes. understand the, the, the place they play, right? In, in that city or in that country. That's so powerful. And and for that, we need organizations, and there are more and more, like the, the TPC, the Travel, <clears throat> Travel Council, you know, the, the, there are organizations who are working to design experiences. And even as I'm part of the Regent Lab, I'm a co-founder of the Regent Lab for Travel, we are really focused on designing experiences where you can slow down. Yes, slow down. Those moments of slowing down with the destination, with the people within the destination, and yourself, it's like it's the moment when you have um, that connection many times with nature. And then it's when you, you come back home and you say, you know, I really have learned a lot and I'm, I'm taking that destination as a self-development. You know, I really I have connected. I mean, I, I'm, I have sometimes more questions than before, but it's good as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's very good. So it's about slowing down, you said. We, we are nowadays, you know, working stressed and everything is quick and, and, and work and, and family and, and, and the home. So taking this vacation, because when we go to vacation, we also want to see lots of things. That's typical, right? So we want also to the checklist. We have to see this and this and this and this. We don't give ourselves the permission to slow down. And this would be just life changing. We'd be just, you co- we'll come back because you are not used, we are not used to do that. It is yeah. a kind of transformation, it's part of the transformation of the travel, right? To something that shifts your mindset. Well, it's part of the learning experience of a human being. You know, human beings, we need, we need the time to experience, to reflect, to learn. And then it's when we are able to really transform. So if we don't have those aspects, and of course, when we are talking in a class, an educational program, it's different. It's maybe easier. We can, but when we are designing a trip, um, you have we have to design all those moments for reflection, moments for hands-on experiences. That's why it's so important when you are going to a destination. It's not just to be an observer, also to be a participator of that experience. Mm. Yeah. So instead, I'm, I'm give you an example. Instead of going to India and see how women are doing a block printing, which is the ancestral tradition to really make uh, arts and crafts, um, just be part of it. Just do one yourself and feel how, it, how that means. You know, take the block, which is handmade and cut it, and then you use it and make your own scarf and then be part with that culture and spend two hours. So experiencing from that point of view, it's one aspect, slowing down to really understand and those questions as well it's it's part of a transformation and i could be talking with you about that 
hours and hours. I'm so passionate and I enjoy so much what you are sharing. But we need to wrap up. Unfortunately, maybe we have All to right. for another That's time. <laughs> but you know that I always, I love collecting hidden gems from all around the world. So before leaving, I would like if you can share with us like a hidden gem from your town or region. I know you live in India. Um, maybe you want to share from there. Uh, that yes. we need to see, you know, a must. And maybe it's not that uh, popular or touristic, but this could be. So I would say it from India, okay, Sonia, because I've been 11 years and uh, yeah. even my, my holidays and my ways to, to, to hide, I could say it's there. Okay, in terms of the beach, which I love also like uh, being connected with the ocean, I would say that one of my favorites and my, my secret, secret place is in Andaman. Andaman, Andaman and Nicobar, which is an island which is more connected, more closer like Myanmar, more than India. Um, but it's Indian and um, it's beautiful. It's, it's yes, still, it's, it's, it's beautiful. There are, I mean, aborigines, there are um, the best place also for diving I could, I have found in the last few years. And the nature, that the ancient tradition that you can feel there, I mean, the nature, it really speaks, it speaks itself. So whoever goes to India and has a little bit more time because you need like one or two flights and one boat to reach that place um, from Delhi itself. Um, but even though I would really recommend it, I would really recommend it. Beautiful. How many days do you think we should take if we were there? At least a week, I would recommend it. because to explore it and to slow down and to really go and, and go to North to Andaman, stay with the local homestay, which I know, you know, and they are from Myanmar and you can even live in a bamboo house and found the tradition and eat with the family, which is beautiful. And then for that, you need, you need the time. You need to slow down. So a week minimum to really stay in the island. Beautiful. Thank you, Anna, for sharing this. Very wise tip. You take notes, definitely. And last but not least, if anybody wants to contact you, what would be the best way for doing so? So I think that the best is the LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, and it's always the same. It's Anna Alaman, A double N double A L A M A N, Anna Alaman. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Anna. Again, I wish you and everybody tuning in happy and safe travels. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For new adventures every week, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For more travel coach insights, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Sonia Cruz Oro. Happy travels!